0: Won't stop firing. I think I'm being followed. My dad is turning green, like literally green. My last nav check put me on the Grange Point 4. This is Control, Be we'll Radio. Keep calm and remain on the guard frequency.
1: Sit and SIVs, Captains and Commanders, you're tuned to the guard frequency, and as all good pilots know, When you're out in the deep black, you want to keep one ear on the guard. This is episode 181 of the best damn space sim podcast ever and was recorded on Friday, August 18th and made available for download Tuesday, August 22nd over at GuardFrequency.com. I'm Ken Shadow.
2: I'm Ostron. And I'm Jeff. And in the audio booth this week is Tony. So
0: what do we have in store this week, Jeff?
2: In this week's Squawk Box, we'll discuss my son's beer. What? My son's fear. <laughs> Next, we'll see what news from your favorite space sims has landed as we cover the latest bugs plaguing Star Citizen and the latest ATV burndown. We're pulling in Henry to tell us about the beta for Elite Dangerous. And make sure your clones are up to date as E. Valkyrie heads to the second dimension. Finally, we tune into the regular size feedback loop and let you join in on the conversation.
0: That takes care of the housekeeping, so let's get on with the show and see what's coming through the Squawk Box. Hey you boys, need a carrier
3: around here? Uh, everything's under control, Situation normal.
2: Crypto, 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 this is Jeff saying welcome to the Squawk Box everyone. Everyone who's had the opportunity to view the totality of a solar eclipse on Monday were treated to an awesome and rare sight, the moon outlined by the sun's outer atmosphere or corona. The sun's corona is an example of the many mysteries of space and science that still remain within our own solar system. When they hear corona, most people think of beer. But even many people with more scientific approach think that the corona is the edge of the visible sun. The corona is actually dim and nearly always overwhelmed by the light of the photosphere, or the pseudo-surface of the sun. The solar eclipse is one of the only times it's easily visible from Earth. Also, the corona extends millions of kilometers from the photosphere, which means it's actually larger than the main body of the Sun itself. It also has temperatures over a million Kelvin, which means it's actually hotter than the outer surface of the Sun. Scientists have a few theories on why the corona is so much hotter than the star, but when pressed for an explanation, they have to admit they don't have a clue. The leading theory has to do with magnetic fields. Have you ever wound an old elastic band around your fingers tightly and then had it snap and sting your hand? Scientists think something similar is happening with the sun's magnetic fields. There's so much energy and violent reactions going on, they think the magnetic fields actually twist around and then break. Well, they don't actually break, but the physics gets kind of messy there. When magnetic fields break, it releases a tremendous amount of energy, and the scientists think most of it goes into the corona. Unfortunately, there isn't much opportunity to study it directly, so science is still in the dark about exactly how the corona does what it does. But if anyone watching on Monday has any insights, be sure to pass them along.
4: You know, the only thing that I put in my corona is a wedge of lime. I don't put magnetic fields in my corona.
2: Maybe that's what the sun's corona is.
4: Yeah, just a wedge of lime, cool things down a little bit.
3: Chill out, sun.
2: That's stressful. Anybody
3: else planning to go to see it? Or is there anyone close enough to see it at totality?
2: totality I, i'm about 100 miles away
4: from it but yeah i'm about not going anywhere totality for me is about 150 miles away but i can yeah, you know, we're gonna get 90 percent between 90 95 percent coverage right here so
3: i'm good we'd get like 80 where i am but we're gonna drive to see it it's gonna take like a, a half a day to get there we're driving from maryland to south carolina the oh, south okay. of myrtle beach should be a ball cool yeah, it's uh, the the band kind of goes from northwest, the
4: northwest corner of the United States, kind of across the northern half. I think it's South Carolina South Carolina, Carolina, South Carolina, where where Henry's mm-hmm. going.
2: It the total totality goes from Oregon, mid Oregon, to South Carolina. Yeah. So it, does it go through Tennessee? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. it should. I have was Tennessee. debating going between Tennessee and South Carolina, but Tennessee is a bit further. I just have family there, so we almost made that drive instead. So, uh, as far as watching it, from what I understand, because I'm gonna be in some place with 100% totality, I'm supposed to take my glasses off at the point that the uh, sun is obscured? Because I've heard conflicting ideas about that.
0: Well, the thing that everybody's worried about is that even though the light of the sun doesn't get obscured until the totality, the radiation is still at full blast. So if you're looking at the eclipse when it's not complete, you're able to stare directly at the sun for longer than you normally would, but the radiation coming down is still at basically full strength. So you can fry your retinas without even realizing anything's hmm. wrong. And that's permanent damage, I understand, right?
2: And even with yep. the glasses on, don't. I mean, even with the eclipse glasses on, do not wear your glasses. Oh
3: yeah, that makes sense.
4: Yeah. So they, they had a training course in my like, kid's school. They had like they were explaining to them what they're going to be doing. So we don't. We, we don't have totality here. Everybody's got the, the Eclipse sunglasses, so they're, what they're going to be doing is going one, two, three, look up in the sky, and down. And they're, they're going to, like, make all the kids do it together so they don't burn out their eyeballs. Yeah, everyone's taking sense. this eye thing pretty seriously.
1: I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping keep up with it, but the Eclipse sunglasses are running out everywhere. Oh, there's not yeah. a pair and left they- in Wichita. I've looked. Yeah, and like the only places you find them, people have like quadrupled the price and they're yeah. scalping them. And they're and,
4: probably like Chinese knockoffs that are actually like 3D movie theater sunglasses that somebody sort of spray painted black, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I'm sure that there's plenty of that going on. Pretty much.
1: They may have started that way too.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: There's also another eclipse coming to the U.S. in about seven years. Hmm. I heard at least it's coming totality near me. So it's a little more ideal, but uh, it, it seems like it's a... Two of them close together that when we normally don't see that many.
4: Well, I'm sure that we probably need to kill the fatted animals or something. It's seven years of famine or whatever is going to happen, naturally. I mean, that's what eclipses mean, right?
3: Oh, does this does this eclipse foretell a Star Citizen delay?
2: <laughs> I think... <laughs> that's, that's the release date. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I think that might
4: be the new phases of the moon or dawn, maybe. I don't know.
2: Red or heard something you might think is interesting to others listening on the Spectrum? send an email to squawk at But for now, let's see what news has hit the plight deck.
3: Speed
2: Port Bay, hands on approach,
1: screen, call the ball. get with me. The down summary from around the verse this week stated that 88 issues remained, blocking 3.0. But an on-screen update, so the actual number was 80. So, good progress there. A lot of work is going into subsumption, which will allow NPCs to dynamically interact with players. Apparently, facial animation syncing is a hurdle they're having trouble clearing. They can't use the same so-called feather blending technique they did with Miles Eckert, because his character was designed more like the cinematic characters from Squadron 42.
0: Copy Build 3, which is the basis for the Delta Patcher that Jeff has been asking for since approximately 1847, Has apparently been distributed internally at CIG, but we have yet to get feedback on how the system is working. Of course, at last check, all of them are running 8-core processor machines connected to T1 lines, so hopefully they've found a backer to donate an old Pentium machine with a 1400-baud modem for proper benchmarking. I got one! The rest is apparently just minor bugs, such as doors up and leaving the ships they're supposed to be attached to, and Quantum Drive both causing ships to exit in the exact same physical space or dumping them out in the part of the system's star. A final update that was given seems significant but is hard to parse.
2: We'll repeat it here verbatim. Quote, We've officially moved our development team over to the 3.0 branch, which is another great milestone for us to further triage issues, unquote. The last segment of ATV gave a little more info on the surface outposts, including how they blend into the surfaces they're on and how different corporate sponsorships will
0: influence the decor and props that appear. So I was really confused by... That statement that the development team has moved over to the 3.0 branch.
1: So the development team normally works on a dev branch. It's a separate branch they commit changes to in order to for development of features and the like. Those features are then diffed and ported over to the 3.0 branch or whatever they're doing for final as they as they pass muster. I think I think they're basically saying here is that the development team has moved from whatever feature worth they're doing to pretty much just bug fixing on 3.0. I think this, it's basically another statement of the whole burn down philosophy.
0: Okay. So they've, this is going to sound bad, but so they've halted further development in the interests of getting the 3.0 bugs cleared.
1: But they say the development team, but it's such a large team, I, you know, who, who knows it, it could be, or it could be a part of the development team or maybe there's a, I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what the impact or magnitude of this is versus really any any of their other development. I mean, the point here, I think, <laughs> is just to emphasize that everybody's working on these bugs to get 3.0 out. Um, what exactly that magnitude is and weight It's internal. One of the other cool things covered on ATV, well, it was mentioned here, but the surface outposts were, I mean, they've shown them before, but they kind of did another introspective on them, and they seemed a lot more complete, I guess, than the last time we saw them. Specifically, like, a lot of it was discussing how a lot of their design and stuff, and pretty much this whole segment was about how they actually placed them, and the guy, like, walking through, I'm placing it here, this is the way I place them, and things like that. So it's all about them putting them in 3.0 rather than simply making the technology.
0: Yeah, I as with so many of the things coming out of ATV, since it was primarily a visual showcase it was difficult to call out uh, what was neat about it so if anyone's interested they should definitely check out the show itself
1: uh, another another thing to quick point out we mentioned subsumption but i believe that the status report from sig still says subsumption has not been integrated yet and that it will be integrated august 25th and again that was that was updated again um, today meaning when we're recording <clears throat> but it still says August 25th. So there is a, a potential of a whole bunch of bugs coming in once the subsumption integration is finalized.
0: Yay? Yeah, Well, we'll have to see where the counter goes.
1: Exactly. You know, we, every, everybody keeps watching these bugs, and they keep slowly coming down, but, you know, the, the curve bips up and down, and I assume. And I'm not hoping, but I, I'm, I'm guessing the curve will go up quite a bit when, it, um, when they finish the feature integration for 3.0.
0: Our Star Citizen community question, what's your opinion of CIG's progress? How did you interpret the dev team announcement? Let us know through our regular channels. Details coming up in the feedback.
1: The big news on the Elite Dangerous front this week was the start of the closed beta for release 2.4. Commanders who had purchased beta access for Horizons and the lifetime pass holders got first crack at some changes to the plumbing of the bubble. While Frontier has kept the narrative parts of the patch under wraps, The weekly newsletter teased that some hints at the story progression were lurking in the deep beta black.
0: One little tidbit that snuck through was the appearance of the Type 10 Defender on a list of ships in-game. Given the naming convention, it's likely a Lakon Spaceways bulk carrier, perhaps upgraded to a Q-ship specification. Also the status panel has a section for search and rescue stats, and some commanders are seeing a section for Thargoid imprints, whatever those are. Spot anything new and interesting? Let us know what
2: you found. Frontier has asked for feedback and suggestions on a number of specific mechanic and balance changes. In no particular order, official forum threads have been created for ship rebuys, pilot bounties, limpet and synthesis, hollow me changes, audio, and the longer range route plotter. Bugs and other suggestions are welcome but these categories are the one the dev team is trying to find the balance via player feedback. Let's dig into the mechanics
1: Frontier wants the community to weigh in on. Suicide Windering is gone. No more clearing bounties by just killing yourself in a cheap ship. Killing a player character nets you an extra bounty, enforceable anywhere. Hull repair limpets are here, along with synthesis of heat sinks and chaff packs. Multiple costume slots are available for commanders who sometimes feel a little fancy but sometimes want to, I don't know, fly casual. The flight controllers and radio chatter have been updated, and now commanders can plot routes up to 20,000 light years.
0: One glitch that has been reported fixed is the mission stacking bonus where one event, a kill, a scan, a hack, would count toward completion of multiple missions. As of 2.4, each event will only advance the counter on the mission accepted earliest. In other words, missions now complete consecutively, not concurrently. This has a certain commander who appears on this podcast wearing a frowny face of massive proportions.
2: More than one, I would say.
4: Yeah, well, I can only speak for myself because I wrote the copy, but big old frowny
2: face. Boo! A big old frowny face from this one too. I'll tell you, that's not that's not cool. You know what? Everybody's been doing that forever. How is that
3: not going to upset their economy? I mean, they talk about progression. They talk about having a rate at which we're supposed to progress. If we've been moving at that rate, and that was the intentional rate, and then they make this change, they have drastically slowed down what we can do. Yeah, I don't think it was intentional.
2: Well, it's always a grind, but adding more grind into this is not the way to go. I mean, there's enough of a grind in there, and if this is the way you're getting reputation and other things. Not, I'm not talking just about the money.
0: This is the wrong approach. That's been a staple of these games. Like, I can remember all the way back to Win Commander Privateer. Like, the way you got a lot of your early game money was just stacking patrol missions for the same sector on top of one another and cashing in from three or four different mission givers.
3: Yeah, I mean, everybody wants the same target obliterated. Who cares? How do they even know that you got paid twice? You know, if you're being hired by the same people to pick out those uh, sentries. Yeah, the
4: problem is though that the way the mechanic was being used and the way we all did it was that one faction would have three or four missions that were all going to the same place or all wanting the same type of spaceship killed or whatever. And so you take those three or four missions and, and it would be the same faction paying you three or four times. I don't think they ever intended it to be this way, but I don't think they found a good way to fix their mission generating system in a way that would, A, not break the whole thing, and B, restrict those types of, 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 of plural missions from being done concurrently rather than consecutively. I think they've redone their back end, which is why they specifically want feedback on some mission-giving type stuff too. But I think that they've they've ironed it out. They've they've, they've ironed out the wrinkle. Um
3: so, I, it's a. Well, they'll need to up some rewards, I think. Everybody's going to yeah. be mad about this one. Everybody is going to be mad. Yeah. And I don't personally care. I'm an explorer anyway. I, I don't, I'm just out there flying around, whatever. But, you know, when I want to buy a new ship, I want to have money for it. And I'm, yeah. I, it's going to be hard to, to get, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, honestly,
4: I mean, when you, and when you get to the size of ship that I have, turning in a 1 million credit mission is almost not worth it. Nothing. It's like not. It's, not, it's not, yeah, not worth it. It's not. Like my rebuy is forty-seven million credits for one explosion, you know, earning one fortieth of a rebuy uh, on a mission is it's. Uh, now, if I stack two or three massacre missions and I have to go kill seventy ships, but the payoff is thirty-five million, well, okay, that's not bad, but it's 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 the math doesn't work unless without the stacking. So they're gonna have to figure something out, I think. But uh, that was. Well, let's talk about some of the good stuff, man. Tell me something good, Henry. I didn't. I wasn't able to log in. I, I wasn't able to log in for like five minutes.
3: I, I played for a few hours today. It was good. One of my favorite things. I'm. I'm. Uh, really happy with the longer route plotting. Yeah. <clears throat> but not only is it longer route plotting, it plots with uh, white dwarf jumps calculated in. So if there's white dwarfs along the way, oh. it'll find them, send you to them, and give you uh, increased jump range in your actual plot. So you know where the neutron stars are now. It took. I was going to do a 5,000 light-year trip in the beta, and it took uh, nine jumps off of 160-jump uh, trip. Oh, it's so not, it's not too much, but it's still cool, yeah. you know, um, that we can do the neutron stars that way now. Yeah. Before, it was just too hard to find them to use them reliably.
4: I yeah, I plotted it just for fun. I was able to log in just for a second, but just for fun, I plotted a 10,000-light-year trip, and then I exited out of the space map, and it said 563 jumps. And I'm like, oh, man, that's... That's cool, because now it plots the
3: route for me. But. Well, yeah, but that's a long-term trip. That's a long-term goal. That's not something where you're going to jump in and always set a 500-jump trip. That's going to be boring. How long would 160 jumps take you? Uh, I, it would probably take me a few days. I mean, I fly slow. I take my time and explore. It would take me a while. If you were just jumping,
4: it, ta- it you can you can do a jump without stressing yourself too much every 90 seconds or
3: so. So 160 would be about three or four hours. It seems like longer than it takes me. Ninety seconds, really? Well, I mean, that's if you're not because you jump in. You, typically, you have to fly around the scoop, star.
4: You scoop a little bit. Maybe you, you honk your discovery scanner. And I'm talking from when you warp in to when you when when you zoom, you drop in, when the sun fills your screen to when the sun fills your screen at the next system.
3: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because the transition too. Yeah, so maybe right. ninety seconds. It takes a long yeah. time to get somewhere. Um, I'm lucky they transport you right back to uh, some system, Austin system, I think, or Austin station or whatever. Uh, they, they transport you there for the beta because I'm like halfway to Colonia right now. So In the, in the main server? Um, and I've been sitting there for three weeks because we went to <laughs> Vegas. So it, the, the ship's just been sitting there. I dusted it off today, and now I can't even start flying that back because of the beta. Got to get back before the beta's over, though, because all the Thargoid content comes out when they actually release 2.4. Well, some of it. So none of that's going to be in the beta. They're going to dribble it. They're going to dribble it. Yeah, I guess so. But still, I want to be back. Plus, they've redone the graphics in the Pleiades Nebula. I don't know if you've known that. No, no, I didn't see that. There's a whole new Nebula out there. Oh, sweet. Yeah, very cool. It looks better than the new one, which is better than the first one, so it just keeps getting better (laughs) every time they change it. I don't know why they keep changing the graphics, but... Uh, it's very cool.
4: Well, probably because we're going to be spending a lot of time there. So did, uh, besides the Route Planner, did you have a chance to uh, do, look at the Hollow Me stuff? Apparently they changed the Hollow Me. I don't really care about the
3: Hollow Me. Yeah, there's still not any like super long hair, but that's typical of games. Yeah, um, that's hard to do. Other than that, it's a lot of poofy hair. I heard uh, somebody on YouTube refer to it as Making beard Al Yankovic. Because <laughs> um, you can get like the permed like, ponytail. It's real poofy. Does it come with an accordion? There's no accordion, but we are supposed Ugh. to get free glasses when it goes live. So we should be getting... Oh, there you go. Yeah, everybody should be getting free glasses. I think it'd be cool if they had VR glasses your avatar could wear. A lot of us uh, elite players are playing in VR. That'd be neat. There you go. Put a headset on your character. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. Now,
4: the one thing that I'm kind of bugged about is that they said they're going to let
3: you make heat sinks now. I think that's great. Explorers get way out there. Now you can mine materials and use them for something. Yeah. You're so self-sufficient now. All you need is to keep your power uh, plant operating. operating. Yeah. Because you can repair everything else. If you have two auto field maintenance units, you can use them to repair each other. And then you can manufacture anything that you need on site now. Even to repair your hull, your canopy. The thing that I'm confused about, it looked like there was uh, life support. In manufacturing or in crafting? Yeah. Is that refilling like your 25 second or 25 I, minute I, timer? That's
4: my, uh, I, I think that's probably what it was. If you're, if you're That'd oxygen, be cool. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Because it sucks to blow your canopy out when you're really far out. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? You know, Nothing. Now you got a chance you can limp home. Yeah. Well, now you can limp home. You can find a nice planet, whatever, and restore your life support and then keep going. Yeah. 25 minutes at a time, you might actually make it back on a 10,000 light year trip that way. And it would be nail biting the whole time
4: yeah especially if you have if you you know you land on the planet you rely on your your srv life support to go mine all the stuff you need load your hull up with you know load your your system up with with all the bright materials and then just keep synthesizing as your oxygen runs low
3: yeah but that's all gameplay that wouldn't have happened that really adds an element to exploration being able to repair and, and stuff on exploration is going to be cool.
4: Yeah, I was just thinking about combat. If you have somebody that can heat sink all the time, it's like you have like almost. Oh, it's almost like a cloaking device at that point. It's almost like permanent stealth. If you can just make as many heat sinks as you can possibly desire, you can. Is
3: that any different than him? Just, I mean, he's going to have to stop and craft that in the middle of combat. I don't know if that's going to happen. Is
4: it? It only takes a couple seconds. I mean, the way that synthesis works now is you just go over to the menu and tap, 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 and there you go. I mean, if you're really ambitious about it, you could get voice attack to do something like that for you.
3: Yeah, I guess I guess so. I feel like I would die a lot if I was playing with trying to synthesize something in combat, but I'd probably die a lot anyway. Well, there you go. <laughs> <know. laughs> well, if you
4: found anything interesting buried in the beta, give us the scoop via all our usual methods. Details to come.
2: Herald by some as being one of the best-looking VR games, let alone a gorgeous-looking space sim, has announced its latest expansion coming in September. Warzone, along with a new game mode called Extraction, effectively a capture the flag setup, new ships and a slew of powerful weapons, there is one additional change they're making that's causing quite a stir in the space M community. Valkyrie is going to be available in a VR-free option.
1: Yes, that's right. With the next expansion comes the ability to play this beautiful space sim without needing to invest in a Vive or an Oculus Rift. In an age where games, not just space sims, seem to be clamoring for a share of the new VR market, this particular change caught the attention of our research badgers for doing precisely the opposite. Seriously, that's all it took to distract them? No wonder they're not getting paid.
0: The EVE Valkyrie community had, as you'd expect, a few things to say about this. Whilst most have praised CCP games for the expansion of both the game and its player base potential, many have criticized them for throwing the doors wide open to all, saying that those who have VR headsets will have an advantage over those on flat monitors. It looks like the extra dimension may give someone an edge. At this moment, only time will tell if it's more about player skill than fancy hardware. EVE Valkyrie Warzone will hit shelves digital, physical, and metaphorical on September 26th, priced at a penny under $30, and will include all previous expansion packs.
2: I'm excited for this. I've been wanting to play this since it first came out, and was bummed that I needed VR gear. You guys
3: mentioned people complaining in the community that it might give you an edge to have VR, but really being able to play it flat is better than nothing. And if you, you want that edge, go get VR. I mean, it is better, it's immersive, it's great, go get it. And you still get to play even without it. So the other side
1: of the coin here is that most VR headsets aren't 4K and, but lots of people have 4K or they have 20 by nine, you know, 4K-ish monitors or, or whatever. And so does the immersion part actually give you that much advantage?
3: I, I don't know, right? I, I think so. Situ- situational ar- awareness, when you can just turn your head, it's unparalleled. It's really cool. I got tracker IR for that, man. Yeah, t- track IR is cool too, but it's nowhere near as 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 good as it is when you can really look to your left and see what's at your left, and you're not trying to lean around or trying to compensate for the uh, the exaggerated movements of track IR. I've done them both, and it really is worth it, I'm telling you. You've done the both, and you mean an ED? Oh, I've done the, I've done both in Elite Dangerous, yeah. But I've played uh, that, and I've played uh, flight simulators, uh, all that stuff. And situational awareness is really improved in VR, like beyond belief. Even shooters in VR, because you can get your hand right up where you need it to be without having to swing your character around with the controller. It's it makes a big difference being in VR. So it's cool that people can play flat. I might try it flat too. But I got a question on the pricing though. Is this
1: do the people that already have EVE Valkyrie, do they have to pay the $30 or, or? No, it's
2: a free expansion for them. Okay, all right.
4: So if I if I, I can go out and spend 30 bucks and play this game, right? Yeah. Then that, I think I'd probably do that just to hear Starbuck talk to me.
2: <laughs>
1: it is pretty hot. Yeah,
4: so I mean, I'll, I'll spend the 30 bucks just for that.
2: Our EVE Valkyrie community question. What's your take on VR space and going flat? Is this a step in the right direction or have CCP abandoned their principles and sold out. Let us know your thoughts. Details are coming up. But now it's time for news we didn't use. Everspace has released the latest update, which introduces a hardcore mode and Hotas support. Woohoo! The devs say that Hotas controls don't seem to work quite as well as a gamepad or keyboard and mouse, but they admit that may be their own
0: inexperience.
1: NovaQuark, makers of Dual Universe, have netted themselves a cool $3.7 million to continue development.
0: And Tony played No Man's Sky after the update for a couple of hours. He and Henry have some thoughts, and we'll talk about them now, so Jeff doesn't have to read any copy.
3: Every time I play No Man's Sky, I think of Jeff. Yeah. Every time.
4: Well, I mean, you know, it's 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 a it's it's a vast, uh, uh, open area full of ancient secrets, which I he should we, love it. Yeah, I equate that with Jeff. That's what I that's what I that's what I do. But no, I I, I fired it up uh, yesterday and I played it for a couple hours, and I it it was it reminded me of the first time that I fired it up and played for I think I put thirty hours into it the first time, thirty or sixty. I played it for a long time, and it just it didn't seem very different to me. Uh, I don't know what you thought, Henry.
3: I enjoyed it. I felt like uh, the beginning seemed different. You know, I played it when it first came out. I played it when their base building updates started with some of the uh, uh, the creative mode,
0: mm-hmm. which
3: was interesting, and I played it now. So I played it a total of three times. I had fun with it um, this time. You know, I played it uh, from a brand new game, started over. Yeah, me too. And I'm playing in survival, so it's a little harder. And, you know, it seems like the story, the intro story is different. I didn't meet Atlas in the beginning. That was interesting. I don't know. But I'm I'm interested to see where it goes now. I mean there's there's been a little bit of story and you don't it's it's only a little bit of story, don't get me wrong. It's not like yeah. it's gonna be, you know, a AAA title now, but at twenty dollars, I think it's twenty dollars right now on Steam, it's awesome. Yeah. You know, as a twenty dollar game that you're gonna play with that's you'll pick it up. You'll be where you were when you left off before it's always going to be the same character and story for you and you can just play it when you want it's not a bad game yeah. um the flight model has changed did you notice that um no because i just barely got enough stuff
4: to take off in my two hours really
3: in a few hours Yes, yeah.
4: two no two hours that
3: is so sad yeah no no
4: tell me about it <laughs> tell you it, again it reminded me of the first time i played right like, you know, it's the survival of just getting enough stuff to, you know, find your way around and getting enough stuff. So I, I had to go get uh, Heridium or whatever to repair my mm-hmm. ship. And in order to... The old way you would do it is you hit your... Once you repair your scanner, you just hit the button and it goes... Pew! And then it shows up little squares or whatever uh, where the different elements are. Well, no, 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 we can't do that this time. You have to get enough elements together to, buy, to build a signal booster. And then... And it goes out much farther. And so, cool. and then, so there's
3: a progression and they tell you what to do. So there's like a story and it's not, it's not, there's a little bit of handholding to get you going. I think they did a good job with that. I think that's cool. Well, I know. I mean,
4: it's, it's a little different, but for me, it was, and this is the other, and this and it combines with this other little piece of frustration I had. You remember, you know those those containers that say you have to have like an Atlas level one.
3: Yeah, that makes no uh, in sense. In order to get me. them, I don't know why. So, those uh, exist. no,
4: still doesn't no, makes no sense. And but now what they've done is that now once I got my scanner working I can go pew, and go, and I can walk up to all the plants and stuff and scan them. Now I can walk up to some of these things and it says, ah, you got to have an exo vehicle laser. Uh, here's some more stuff you can't get. I'm like so, number one, I can't find the things I need to repair my ship. Until I build something else. Number two, when I finally do find it, it's way the hell far away, and I've got to like make it, you know, the journey of Natty Gan to like, you know, to go to Alaska to mine the proper stuff, to, and then have to haul it back in order to get to my ship to take off. And then they they lay lock more resources behind, you know, getting equipment that I don't have access to. For me, it was very frustrating.
3: It's probably only frustrating because you played the game in essentially god mode from the beginning like everybody else did, where you can go anywhere off the bat and you can get access to any materials off the bat. Now you're gated. Your progress is gated the way it probably should have been from the beginning, and you have to suffer through that now. So, you know, you're going to feel like, oh, they've taken something. But for a new player, there's just something to do. There's a goal to achieve. There's some objective in front of me beyond get to the middle of the galaxy, because that's what everybody on the internet says the point is. You know what I mean? There's actually a, a reason to do something.
0: Two points, uh, if I may. First, I believe to a certain extent, Tony, your experience with repairing your ship is part of the procedural thing, because I know some people have said that since the new updates it's very possible for them to like spawn on a planet that literally does not have the resources uh, they need without an extreme amount of exploring whereas other people are like well no i like was tripping over yeah. the stuff i needed as soon as i started so i think some of that's down to the procedural generation
1: so you're saying it's it's like hellion now
0: <laughs> yeah also uh, one correction according to my steam link the game is still60 dollars really yeah it's right. well, I, don't, yeah. I
3: heard it was 20 I already have it so I didn't look at it but somebody told me it was 20 it
0: might have been a sale I mean it may drop quite a bit when sales come through like the steam sale was recently I don't know what it was at during that but it's very likely during sales its price drops quite a bit but at the moment it's baseline price is still 60. Regardless of your
4: pesky facts, Ostron, uh, it's a twenty dollars game, in my opinion. I don't think it's a sixty dollars game anymore. I, I don't. It really is like Henry was saying. It's the sort of thing where if it's there, and you know, it might be cool to just chill for a while and zap rocks. Yeah, I'll, I could, I could see myself firing it up like in that type of thing. But I don't. It's I, I still don't see it as uh, something that is going to excite a. Just you know, uh, or uh, I don't know, in live and a great following and energize them to you know uh, to to put a lot of effort into building communities around it. It's it's nice, but it's not awesome.
3: Yeah,
0: it is still the only single-player exclusive space sim that's come out in the last decade. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, uh,
3: well, well, it's not exclusive uh, anymore. They do have multiplayer now, right? Yeah. Well, X, I,
1: XCOM was was under ten years ago. I'm sorry. Um, X, X Rebirth was everything. X Rebirth, the X
0: that was under ten years ago, right? Yeah, but it got basically the same reception that No Man's Sky. Well, did.
4: And, and the other thing they have the the that I think they need to uh, address in addition to the procedural generation thing you said, Ostron, is that it takes forever to load. It takes forever.
0: Well, I mean, all of that neon test yeah, somehow. <laughs> so, so
2: before before you trash one of my favorite games, which uh, it's not X Reverse, but let's talk about the other games that Egosoft has put out with uh, the X series. They are an established; they have a est- well-established universe and uh, a game uh, system that has gone on for four. Or five iterations of the X series, uh, it, there is no comparison with the uh, with the uh, No More Sky. Now you've You're done right. it, Look, wrong. look at the, thinking I about the X series now. I
0: don't think anybody was. I wasn't comparing it to No Man's Sky. I was just saying, other than X Rebirth, there hasn't been a single player space sim release in about a decade. Like when did X Three Reunion come out?
2: Oh, that was what two thousand two.
0: Yeah, so um, unless... And I mean, going back to those, there's certainly nothing wrong with it. They're great games and they're cheap. But getting anything more recent, you've either got to go X Rebirth or No Man's Sky. Or, I mean, you can hop into Elite Dangerous and basically ignore the rest of the player community. But other than that, you don't really have any other options. For finished games, I'm aware there's a lot of, like alpha, pre-alpha, kickstarter development development games out there, but um, other than that, it's kind of a thin field.
1: Now that we're all caught up on the latest news, let's tune into the feedback loop and let you join in on the conversation. Okay,
0: buddy, what's on your mind? We're all friendlies! So let's just be friendly!
4: Some say everyone told him not to handle glue before going to the firing range, but
0: instead, he stuck to his guns. But all we know is he's called the Shiv, and he will put together this week's feedback. A recap of last week's community questions. First, what do you think of the progress with the Moby Glass and Star Citizen? Are you excited about the news on player-generated missions? And does anyone want to chaperone Jeff at the Seattle Frontier Shindig? And who's on the edge of their seat for Laser Cops 3 The Enlasering? Do you want in on pre-production of our new machinima series, Pew Pew Police?
2: Bree Serena says... I'm more in between an agnostic and a believer. I will have the conversations or arguments with others about certain things, but I do have some misgivings about the way CIG does business, though I would never label or believe any of them are nefarious. I do like how the Moby Glass is coming along, but it does seem a bit cluttered from the screenshots. I hope that you have some control on what is visible and hopefully the UX will be good, but for all intent and purposes, the UI style is looking great. Silent Hunter says, I'm sure that you're not up
1: for being frozen in carbonite and killed by your son though.
0: And Sean Newboy finishes our main feedback with wonderful show, everyone. Moby Glass will be the cat's pajamas.
2: And for in general feedback, Megan Mega Zen, I like that. MegaZen writes in and says 80% about SC, or Star Citizen. Civil Chaos says, Thanks for the call out on the podcast,
1: guys. I just heard it this morning. And just for the record, you can rate my position in Star Citizen as neutral. My hype days are over after getting mocked by my gaming friends. I introduced to Star Citizen years ago, over bugs and delays. I'm a bit highish level backer, but will not give Sig another dime until they've actually released something. Although, to be fair, I probably won't back any additional funds anyways, as they have already gotten more money than I'd ever consider paying into another developer. I genuinely hope they pull off a miracle. However, after last year's holiday livestream, the lack of tangible progress and poor communication to the fans has also made me question their ability to get Squadron 42 out. I could take or leave SC myself. So here's to another Gamescom. I hope things work out. Well, we're, we're we're with you there, Civil Chaos. Let's uh, let's hope, to let's show they show some really cool stuff at GamesCon.
2: Well, I don't think it's just GamesCon. I, I I have to agree with them. I, I'm a high level backer, and when I look at my funds that I've spent, it's like, my like God, can I've really done this over the years? Oh man, yeah, that,
1: that, that that total spend
2: is a dangerous
1: number to look at.
2: But 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 then again, I know that they will produce. I know that. I ha- I have that feeling in my gut, and I'm just a fool. Yeah,
1: we're all on that boat. We've all put quite a bit of money in this game, and I think we're all, I mean, even Ostron, I would say, when you put words in your mouth here, but are somewhat cautiously optimistic and hopeful that they'll, they'll do something cool with that money.
0: I don't feel led to contradict. I mean, they've already done cool stuff. I just, as I said before, I'm not sure that the ultimate end results will be everything that it's promised.
2: Well, no, I see I do. And the other thing about this is that They've broken some ground here. They've, they've uh, advanced the gaming platform, uh, on, on especially on a lot of this stuff, that's all the stuff they're developing. I mean, even if they were to flounder and go bankrupt, they could reform and just sell off the technology they've created, heck, to the gaming industry for, for millions. I mean, they've done some incredible things.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the criticisms are that whether Star Citizen has done cool stuff... I think the question is what well, is the question most people ask is, Should they have done that cool stuff?
2: Well, that that's a different philosophical discussion that we could spend the rest of the night, just, you know, arguing about, or at least having a good discussion over a hookah bowl. But uh,
4: <laughs> what's well, legal or you are, man? Some of us don't live don't live <laughs> in some, Washington. Some
2: hazy thoughts there, man. Hey, man.
1: Let's get dial up, Mark Skelton, huh?
2: Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> a deep cut right there. Hazy thoughts. Okay, no new Patreon this week, and the random winner of our cool swag is the second of two people that Shiv picks next week. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I have to read this to our listeners. <laughs> I, I apologize to the, for the Shiv, and I'll take it out with him later. I mean, take it up with him later. <laughs> and this week's community questions. What's your opinion of CIG's progress? How did you interpret the dev team's announcement? Find anything interesting buried in the Elite Beta? Give us the scoop.
0: And what's your take on a VR space sim going flat? Is this a step in the right direction, or have CCP abandoned their principles and sold out?
2: Drop us an email, a tweet, or a comment on our show post, which you'll find on our website and over on our Facebook page.
0: So, how is the show? Multidimensional and awe-inspiring? Or, like Eve Valkyrie, is it trending a little flat? Either way, let us know. Here's how you can get in touch with us. Why not leave us a comment on this show's post over at GuardFrequency.com?
2: Or hit us up on Twitter at GuardFreak and leave a comment and like us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash GuardFreak. You can also use the contact form on our website and all the details
1: for all the ways you can get in touch with us can be found in the show notes. Your feedback is an important part of what we do. So take a minute and tell us what's on your mind. And that brings us to the end of episode 181 of Guard Frequency. We'll be back with episode 182 on August 29th, so be sure to keep an ear out for our shows over at guardfrequency.com.
0: But that's not all. You can also subscribe to our shows at feeds.guardfrequency.com or by searching for us on iTunes. And if you're not doing anything Friday nights, then you should come and join us at 10 p.m. Central as we record Guard Frequency live over on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash guardfreak. Do
2: you like what we do? Want to help us make the best damn Space Him podcast ever? Drop us an email to squawk at guardfrequency.com. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K. And you can also support the show by visiting our website, clicking on the Patreon logo, and becoming a regular subscriber. For just a $1.25 a week, that's five quarters, you'll get access to the raw recordings of our live shows, some Guard Frequency goodies, when Shiv has the time to draw a name and an invitation to our private Elite Dangerous flight group. We want to thank all of our Patreons who support us with their subscriptions week on week, and hope you'll consider making a regular contribution, because the more support we get, the better show we can make.
0: Are you looking for a friendly wingman or two? We're active in most space sims and would love to have you join us. You can find us all over at discard.guardfrequency.com. And don't forget about our sister production, Priority One. They cover all things Star Trek from the TV series to the MMO, the novels, the movies, and everything in between. Be sure to check them out at PriorityOnePodcast.com.
1: We'd like to thank our entire team at Guard Frequency and the Priority One Network. Thanks to our community manager, Justin Chevalry Bane Lowmaster, our artists, Ben Sanders and Simon Charlton Edwards, our staff writer, Jace Pintad, and of course, our audio engineer, Mikey. Thanks to our syndication partner, The Bass, and special thanks to Ronald Jenkins for his permission to use his music in our show. Visit ronaldjenkies.com for more of his work. But above all, we especially want to thank you folks for tuning in. If no one's listening out there, the Deep Black gets pretty lonely.
4: Reduce thrust. Squawk7700. Stay on the ground.
1: Killing a, player ma- <clears throat> killing a player nets you an extra bounty, enforceable right, anywhere.
4: Yeah, killing a player character. Shit. If you kill a player, you're going to jail. Real jail. For real jail. <laughs> yeah. like, bad jail. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> Jump we sh- hear card sh- Frequency
4: do not condone murder it's at very, any point. It's a very
1: different kind of shiv in that jail.
3: Yeah, very different shit. <laughs>
4: very different shit.
2: Well, that's I don't been think that don't could be anything
3: but a good thing, honestly. I, I don't people know complaining that there might be an, I, an okay, edge right. with what the it, R, but what maybe.
0: Whoa, whoa, well, oh, whoa. Three people were just talking simultaneously. Let's try one at a time. Henry, why don't you go first? Uh,
3: forgot what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> how can it be? <laughs> <every> <laughs> <of> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, how can
4: it be? Through the magic of well, post-production, I out, I through the magic of post-production, <laughs> we can extract all three separate tracks and put them in line. And then Lenin yeah. <laughs> put us in line, and put a We should each do of every
3: us. discussion that way now, for Lenin's sake. <laughs> Everyone just say what they have to say, and let Lenin sort it out. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Definitely a sci-fi boner. Maybe, maybe that's not sci-fi. I'm not quite sure. I, I it's close enough. It's close enough. Close enough. Now that we've caught, <clears throat> now that we're caught, now that we're all caught up on the latest news, let's tune into the feedback. You, you. Feedback. Let's turn it. In. Oh my God, it's one sentence. <clears throat> All right. After last year's holiday live stream, the lack of tangible progress. Find anything interesting buried in the elite
2: Baina? Baina? Jesus bana. Christ.
1: Hey guys.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe it's
2: time for some glasses.
0: Going once. Going twice. Okay.